that's a sort of freedom, like an intrinsic knowledge, like you are part ocean, ocean is part you. You have salt water in your body. You are part of this. Oceans, life underwater. A new podcast all about the oceans and the mind-blowing life within them. Subscribe now to Oceans, Life Underwater on your favorite podcast app. This episode is sponsored by Hinge, the app designed to be deleted. Laura, can I ask you a question? Always. Please tell me why guys should date me. And just so you know, I'm going to record your answer because I can use this on Hinge because they've got this thing. It's like a voice prompt where you can ask your friends for their take on why people should date you, which I just think is great. Okay, people should date you because, oh, you are just the most beautiful soul. You're like a rainbow in human form you're just so pure and sweet and you find the good in everyone anyone would be so lucky to have you i promise you it wasn't for the ego trip okay and it's just it's so much easier as well when you're dating it's so difficult to pull out like the nice things about you it's like writing a job profile isn't it getting the friends involved it's great for a confidence boost but then also to see what other people say about you thanks again to hinge for sponsoring this episode of go love yourself and don't forget to download hinge and give the voice prompts a try This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself. I've seen so many pictures of couples and pumpkin patches and bonfires. (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm really happy for you. Just, yeah. She's not. (laughs) Really not. Laura, you look so cosy and cute. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm not going to lie. I'm really stressed out with the old house move stuff. Oh, no. My stomach's been like a washing machine for about two weeks. Oh, no. I just found out that we've, we've this is all new to me. We've been gazundered. Gazundered? Gazumped? No, gazundered, where someone in the chain basically says we want money off or we're pulling out for like for no reason. It's like a thing. I'd, I'd never heard of it, but that's what's happened. So I tentatively wait and have been waiting for oh, well over a week now. Such oh, fun no. when you have anxiety anyway. So yeah, Satalapram is my best friend. <laughs> it normally is, <laughs> but it's my extra best friend. Oh no, this is the worst. <laughs> I'm so sure you said six months ago, mate. Oh, it should be a breezy process. We'll be in like by autumn. <laughs> if you're moving anyone, never bloody say it because oh. I don't know any house move that has gone to plan. No, I've had so many messages of people saying like it's been an awful process. I think just because of house prices going down and the mortgage rates and everything just gone to shit. So like no one's really yeah. moving. It's all a bit stressful. But anyway, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. You'd have thought though, if nobody's moving, like literally the estate agents and the bloody solicitors should be begging for your fucking money uh, and your cash and your business. No. It doesn't make any sense mate I'm so with you it is so frustrating I'm holding out though and and actually honestly I don't actually care at this point whether we move or not I just want to know like I hate not knowing such a control freak and because if we don't move I just said to Matt right all of the money like we've been in save mode for six months I said let's just go on a big holiday (laughs) forget about it do it it anyway fuck it (laughs) so yeah but yeah fucking hell mate okay well I've got all my fingers crossed for you we've all got all of our fingers crossed for you yes please do and and how have you been because i saw the internet and well let's rephrase <laughs> men on the internet have not been your <laughs> friends lately uh, and it made me really sad when i was reading that that it's it's kind of gotten to you a little bit how are you doing 
I think, no, I'm absolutely fine. So I put on my story on the day of recording, I put this on today and I basically kind of said that the last few months, there's like, there's been a couple of videos of mine that have gone viral, which, you know, pre being someone who does shit online, like, oh my God, I'm so famous. It's going to be so great. It's fucking terrifying when that happens because always as a bigger woman, they end up on the wrong side of the internet. And whether the topic of your video is about the size of your body or not, some people on the internet, and in my case, it has been 95, 99% men want to tell you how disgusting they think you are. They have, then they must tell you like they, they can't possibly keep it to themselves or just scroll on by. And I've had that kind of thing, even on the video that I posted of me taking my nan to Barbie, which is the most wholesome content ever. Yeah, the most wholesome, wonderful video. And I still had a fair amount of horrible comments on that, either about my appearance or how dare I film my day with my nan. And I'm like, well, it's a a 90 second video of an eight hour day. So fuck off. Honestly, it made me so angry that people were saying Mm. that I was using my nan for like videos and stuff, which, okay, whatever. Questioning my intelligence because I like to film. whatever but then more than that it's like it is just a lot of sometimes people assuming your health Mm. saying oh well you're gonna die am i Mm. oh i wasn't aware oh well as you've told me stranger i must sort this out somehow it's a weird thing isn't it and i never thought i'd say this you sort of get used to it oh yeah 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 like you must have learned this so quickly and you stop the noise somehow but sometimes it just when it's relentless it just wiggles its way in a little bit absolutely it will do and you're you're only human that's what people forget that there is a human person sat behind like you know a profile and i had um like my mum always says and i know you've said before like just ignore just ignore and i and i'm much better at it now because i think i got one two weeks ago that absolutely floored me it was like a gut punch it was this guy who just went absolutely insane i'd actually posted about the israel conflict Mm. So completely unrelated. And this guy went in my DMs and he sent me an essay of everything that's wrong with me. And it was so intricate and personal and what? disgusting. And I was absolutely dumbfounded. Like I've reported him and everything. Oh no, and I was like, and then I just kind of was like, I was, should have ignored it. But I went in and go like, do you understand that your words have impact on somebody like this will now sit with me. Do you understand that? Mm, but like, that's what they want. I think they want a reaction. I know. I know. Reaction. And he got it. And then after a little while, I was like, clearly he's the devil. Yeah. <laughs> so just deleted. But yeah, so I'm, so I just think inevitably those little words sit with you. And as a woman in a bigger body who is still working on body confidence, sometimes they can have like negative impacts. And I think mm. those words are starting to, be a bit louder in my head at the minute and I don't like it and I don't like where I think it's going of I feel like there's a pressure to lose weight (sighs) that's where I'm at the minute I'm not like I think we've talked about it today haven't we I think we need to talk about this a little bit more but I'm not sure I'm totally ready so I think me and Laura spoken about this today what I'm gonna do I think in our bonus episode that we have for our wonderful subscribers, I'm going to start the conversation there and I want, perhaps we can talk about it a little bit and and subscribers, you can tell us a little bit what you think about this situation and this pressure to lose weight, which is, oh, it's, it's a lot right now. And I haven't mm. felt that for about two years. And then I think what we'll do is we'll have to potentially explore it as a full episode with everybody, because when I've kind of thought about it a little bit more, perhaps done a bit of reading research and tried to work my way through it, because at the minute it just feels like it's really raw and mm. i need to figure out how i feel do you reckon that's a good idea Laura? i think that's a great idea and i think you know i think there'll be so many people listening that will will 
be able to relate maybe not to you know to being online and having having that kind of trolling or pressure but just the pressure to lose weight and the the, the intense feelings oh I need to lose weight and I saw a, a video recently where it was, it was saying like how that is a woman's Roman empire that is you know that's what we oh all, we all think god. about yes it and is I thought, oh god that's so true but yeah. then I also think that's so sad but yeah I'm I'm obviously sending you the biggest hug and I promise Thanks. you it'll get better it'll get easier we'll talk about I it more so. and I'll basically tell you to shut the fuck up and <laughs> know, don't be right? a dickhead and all of those really nice you know like encouraging no, but, but friend you need things that you need it and this yeah. is why I want to talk about it on the podcast but I hope you understand everyone that I'm perhaps not ready just today I think I do need maybe another week or two just to wrap my head around it because I don't I'm currently at the uh, at the thought of like I have to lose weight then because hundreds of men have told me I'm disgusting and therefore I'm mm. disgusting. So I must lose weight. That's the only possible way. And I don't like that. That's not what I do. That's not how I feel. No. That's not me, is it? Yeah. That's not how I felt. So I need to kind of a, a little bit of time just to get my head around it. And then I want to share it because how many people listening to Go Love Yourself feel like this all the time, every day? So let's talk about it. Let's <laughs> talk about it. Yes. And get me three therapy. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Um <laughs> But anyway, 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 enough about that. Let's change the subject. Yes, let's talk about the live recordings that we have coming up. Yay! So yeah, we've got the first one coming up, which is happening on November the 21st, Tuesday, November the 21st. And I'm so buzzing. We're already so, so excited to, to see so many of you there. Um, we've got some fantastic topics to, to run through. And I just can't wait, to be honest with you. I'm excited for a night out. I know, me too. That's it. We're kind of framing it as like girls' night out. Yeah. Um, if you are listening to this podcast on the day it comes out, the live recording is tonight. And if you are on of our subscribers it's tomorrow this is very exciting maybe you're on the train listening to it as you're coming to see us that how cool is that to think that and i'm just excited to kind of make it a bit more two-way do you know what i mean i, I want to hear from our audience and and i want to hear questions and then you know things to chat about and their experiences with stuff and we've got an idea for a topic i want to hear what they think if you're happy to talk about it i just can't wait Hello, it's me, Kellyanne Taylor, and I am so excited to let you know that the Radio Times podcast is back. Each week, I will be sitting down with a celebrity guest to talk about their lives through the prism of TV. I'll be speaking to the hilarious TV chef, Big Zoo, the wonderful comedian, Joe Brown, and everyone's favourite explorer, Bear Grylls. To make sure you never miss an episode, please hit subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcast from. All right, today's episode is all about breakups and heartache. Cue the Celine Dion music, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how long I've wanted to do this episode for, Laura? I have. You say that about every episode. Every episode. I'm so excited. We've wanted to do this for ages. <laughs> this is what's so great about having a podcast is that you have a microphone and some people listen to you and you can talk. You can wax lyrical about your opinions on stuff. I have got a lot of thoughts on breakups, heartache, heartbreak, all of it. Um, we're going to actually start with a, a listener question, I think, which was set us up really nicely what do you reckon smithy let's do it okay our lovely listener says my partner of nine years just left me any advice for how i navigate this i'm both scared but she says excited my advice for navigating it is if you've been with somebody for nine years nine years is a very long time right nearly a decade of your life mm -hmm. and as wonderful as relationships can be sometimes we can lose ourselves in them or even if you haven't there'll be parts of your life that you have maybe missed out on or you've wanted to do or have been different for you in the last nine years now is your time yes now is so your time just go out with your mates or stay in with your mates or go out and meet new friends 
and go and do these things. And it doesn't have to be getting pissed and it doesn't have to be expensive holidays. It can just be invite the girls round and watch Bridget Jones or do a craft night or go out for dinner or go to the theatre show, theater show or go see a show or lean into the things that you absolutely love mm. and be completely selfish. And I mean that in the best way possible. Make it all about you and the things that you've wanted to do and fill your time, maybe fill your brain, maybe you need the distraction, but just enjoy the absolute freedom and fabulousness that is being single without dating because it is wonderful. I think that's sound advice. I think leaning into the excitement and trying not to feel sort of like the scared as, as much as you possibly can. I think like Lauren always says this to me and it is such sound advice, feel your feelings. So if you are feeling scared and vulnerable, like I remember when me and Matt broke up, we'd only been together about a year and I was really scared because I was like, I've got to start all over again. I was worried about like finances, like how am I going to afford my flat and my bills? Um, I was scared about meeting new people, scared about being lonely. There were so many things, but it was also a bit like, ah, freedom. Like, And so there are positives. So positives and negatives in every situation. So I think, yeah, leaning into the excitement, the fact that you've said that you're excited, I think says a lot. So lean into that, lean on your friends and sending you all of our love. And I'm sure you'll, you will be absolutely fine. One thing that I always used to say to Samaritans callers was that like, it's, it's temporary. What you're feeling is temporary. Like this too shall pass. So yeah. Yeah. Onwards and upwards. Yeah. I can totally empathize with the scary thing. Cause like, if you've been in a relationship for a long time, that's your norm. That's your yeah. life. That's your, depending on how old you are, you've built a future or you're living in that future and all of a sudden it changes or maybe it's not all of a sudden, but either way, like it's now different and that is really scary. And especially if it's something that you is not your decision, Mm. that sucks. Yeah. And also like, even just like navigating like logistics of it, like who gets the dog, who gets the cat, who gets like the kids, like who's moving out, who's moving in. It's upheaval, <laughs> isn't it? And it's change. And yeah. I, I don't know about anyone else, but I'm like really bad with change. Like I don't like it. So my advice as well was to be, would be to like, to get that sorted as soon as you possibly can, that logistics, and then you can like heal. Like I always yeah. think, I say it like I made this up. I did not. I read it somewhere. It's a common thing. Everyone knows it. But the end of a relationship <laughs> is like, it's 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 a grief process. And that like oh, awful, grief, there are different stages of it. Um, and so I think you do have to kind of like lean into those and accept that it's a, such a roller coaster um mm. of emotions and like it's a journey babes it's a journey babes it's a journey <laughs> crikey mikey yeah i think you're totally right talking about that just makes me miss the breakups when you were 14 15 when all you had to do is maybe take a different route home from school or get a slightly later bus and now it's like when people break up it's like you might be living together or you've got a mortgage or you've got a dog yeah. or kids and it's like oh mate yeah anyone going through breakups in proper adulthood with houses and dogs and kids you have my sympathy it is hard Mm. however what's harder being a relationship that's wrong yeah 100%. Number one. Yeah. Number one, that is the moral of this whole bloody podcast episode will be as hard as heartbreak is and, and breakups and everything, and they are so shit, being in a relationship that's wrong for you is one million times harder and worse. So I think, yeah, like you said, Laura, if you're feeling a little bit of like, oh, this is my chance, then it is and lean into the excitement. Yeah, definitely. So this is a really good question from one of our lovely listeners. They have asked, how do I not let my breakup knock my confidence? 
Oh my God, so hard. It is tricky, isn't it? Because it's really hard not to take it personally. Like, oh, is it because they don't fancy me? Is it because I'm not good enough? Is it because I'm not interesting enough? It's really easy, I think, to like think it's because it's something that you've done when actually sometimes relationships just come to a natural end or it could be because something that is completely like unrelated. But it's it's inevitable that we will question ourselves. I think it's really important, like I would say, if you can, like don't blame yourself and don't think you're not good enough because you are good enough. It's just that relationships do end. You know, some people are in our lives for just a season and yeah, it's really hard. It's a really, really tricky thing. And I, I can, I can really empathize with that because it does knock your confidence and your self-worth. And I don't know when I, like had my big breakup like I felt really embarrassed as well like I was like mm. when I was telling my friends and family like oh single again and I, I just it really knocked my confidence and my self-worth because like we spoke about in the episode with Shaney Silver people society values relationships and marriage and, and all of that and I think that it's really hard when you are single going for a breakup to not to not feel it but I think it's completely normal totally normal there are some people who are, have, have gone or are going through breakups as well with someone who has said to them, it's because of this or have made to feel it's because you've done this or you're not doing this or I don't fancy you anymore. I don't love you anymore. So it is like glaring. Do you know what I mean? Like glaringly mm. obvious is a personal thing. And I know like the worst heartbreak I had, I, I, I still don't really know. Although as women, we always know. <laughs> we always know. We always know why. And I <laughs> know do. why. Okay. So what do you think is, was the why? Oh, well, the two things, he was absolutely cheating on me. And two, I think it was because I'd gained weight. Started dating him when I was a size 12, had an hourglass figure, like, you know, a little bit bigger than what would be beauty standard but like cool beans um and then I think I got to like 25 and started putting on weight and so by the time we broke up I was maybe a size 16 how dare I oh my god you know and I'd gone through you know the year prior I'd gone through some like really shit times my best friend nearly died and my granddad died in the space of like three months and then so I wasn't doing too well and then so that happened and my confidence was knocked for years mm. right for years so it's inevitable and you know yeah it made me question myself and then you know it makes you not want to trust anybody and makes you like yeah just <laughs> just wonder what's wrong with you because all of a sudden they've moved on with somebody else and it's like well clearly it's a me problem and it knocks your confidence mm. and I think for me it then turned sadly other things happened about a year later which just skyrocketed my mental health issues and weight gain but it was just awful and so I didn't I don't think I dated for a long long time properly so it knocks my confidence so I, I totally get it I don't know if I have tips for that because I didn't do it well at the time but in hindsight I think the main thing to remember is why are we going to trust the opinion of somebody that broke your heart why are you going to mm. trust the the opinion and the attitude of somebody who treated you really badly who maybe your mum didn't like and maybe your friends all hated and maybe there was a fucking reason <laughs> and you know even if you loved them the relationship clearly wasn't right so let's not trust the opinions of somebody who wasn't right for you it's going to take you time and it might you know what really bothers me is that you know people are like you know in six months you might feel better maybe it might take a year some people it takes years years and years and years and that's fine to feel better 
your confidence will come back. You just need to remember kind of the things that we talk about in this podcast, which don't just relate to body image, but everything like know who you are. Yeah. Remember who you are. And remember that you're a bad bitch. Yes. Obviously, of course. <laughs> and if you need a bit of shallow validation, go on <laughs> Tinder. Fuck me. Go and have a lovely time for a while. It, yeah, it'll be fine. It's going to knock your confidence inevitably. Hear the opinions of your friends and family who know you better, who will not be saying that you are anything other than absolutely wonderful. Why? words from lauren smith we should put them on the pack okay <laughs> this is the controversial one what are your thoughts on being friends with an ex i was recently dumped says our listener but he still wants to be friends i think it will make things worse <laughs> all right i am right very black and white when it comes to breakups <laughs> which is very on me i don't understand how people are friends with exes i don't get it it doesn't work if you can find me an example of it working cool but you can't i agree except now people are gonna people are gonna dm me be like (laughs) this is the example excuse me i'm best friends with my ex i don't think it's possible i do not think it's possible and like so i get in trouble so all my family and friends listening to this will understand (laughs) will laugh when i say this i get in trouble with how black and white i am about breakups because i'm like as soon as you break up cold turkey see you later bye understand circumstantially that might be difficult if you're living together and all of that but you don't get over somebody by still talking to him uh, so you have yeah. to go cold turkey and feel the heartbreak and feel uncomfortable <laughs> see how black and white i am it's so mean <laughs> different side of lauren coming out today everyone um no i do agree we agree on something can we just yes! can we acknowledge that before we move on no yeah i i completely agree i don't see how it works i wouldn't want matt being friends with any of his exes like, i don't think it's appropriate i don't think it's okay like i just no there's a boundary there's a line like see no. you later goodbye maybe less of a question for you as you're married but like <laughs> would you ever get back with someone who'd broken up with you see i i think that's okay i think that can work and i spe- speaking from experience because me and matt, me, and, me and matt broke up a year after we uh were together and actually, I think we really needed it because my anxiety was cr- cripple at that point. And don't get me wrong, Matt was an arsehole. He's in the next room, so he's probably listening. I hope he is. <laughs> he was an absolute arsehole. <laughs> he joined the place, he got this like God complex, all these new friends. But I, no, I, but I no. also didn't handle it very well. When we broke up, I was an absolute mess. I couldn't not talk to him. I missed him so much. I was calling him, texting him. Even though it was kind of a mutual decision, I still couldn't, I couldn't let go. And then about three months four months five months later i was in a really good place and i was like yeah see you later i'm at who and mm-hmm. he came crawling back <laughs> i miss you i really love you still um and uh and then we and we were really good and we've been good ever since obviously we have our ups and downs like everybody but um i think it can work and i think sometimes a break is needed or you know like at the time and then you grow as people your lives change because also you got to remember some sometimes break up because of circumstances so i would yes. never say i would never close the door on that i don't agree with friendships i don't think that can really work personally but uh, yeah i think give it a go unless unless you broke up with them because they were like a cheater or an, like an arsehole there was violence yeah. or anything that like that to me is not okay but if you just broke up because you kind of you know, something happened or that, that wasn't like, or maybe even if they did cheat, like people make mistakes, do you know? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Lol. yes. No, here's another black and white from Lauren. <laughs> Again, slightly less black and white. I'm slightly more grey about this. Mm. 
what was the reason you broke up? If that reason's still a thing, you, no, thank you. However, what I will say is I think, Laura, you guys are the exception, not the rule. Oh, and really? I think people think. think it's the other way around. Okay. And I think people are like, oh, you know, going back to an ex is so easy because it's comfortable yeah. and it's it's familiar and all that kind of, especially if you're like newly single and mm. that and you're newly dating, actually, should I say, rather than newly single. Um, and that can be scary and a bit shit sometimes. Mm. And you just want the comfort and ease of going back to an ex. I understand. And I think people seem to think that going back to an ex is always going to be fabulous. So I think you're the exception, not the rule. Okay. Um, <laughs> Good is, to know. But that's a good thing. It's worked out <laughs> for you. I love it. I find it so interesting that you said that you think friendship's different, though. Interesting. Yeah, I just don't. I think that they're, they're like... <laughs> So the difference is sex, is what you're saying. Like, <laughs> if you've boned them, she'll take you back. Banned, then you can't be friends. I'm sorry. I just Absolutely don't. Not. I don't. I think it's weird as well. Like I just not. I'm not comfortable with that, and I would feel like that's like a bit of a betrayal as well. Like because I'd still be thinking about that person over coffee naked. Like I've seen your willy. <laughs> like and then I just think no. I just I wouldn't know. No, no. I'm with you. Maybe I... that's a bit old fashioned, but. I don't know. I can't, this is it. I can't really comment anymore. No idea. But I will say that I, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so weird not to know what to say on this podcast and what not to because <laughs> people go remember on, things. Just say it. Uh, no, I, I can't. But oh, like, I have been, I have on. been back to an ex and I just think <laughs> it's going to make my friends really laugh. Even if it's the ex. That all your friends love and miss and your mum loves and misses, even <laughs> if it's millions bloody later, it's still not going to work because it ended for a reason. Yeah. Oopsie, that was my fault. So, yeah, I do understand why it's easy to go back, but I personally wouldn't go back again. Max. Well, no, maybe to like... A dude that was a fun time. If you got back of your ex, I would punch you in the face. Oh, we ain't going back to him. He's no, like, not him. No. <laughs> Me mother would never talk to him. No. <laughs> Me again. <laughs> the next question, Laura, this is a toughie and I don't know if I have an answer for it. Mm. Any advice on breaking up with someone who I am no longer in love with? Is it best to just rip the plaster off? <gasps> oh, that's so hard. I'm so yeah. sorry. And I imagine this is so common. I've actually yeah. got quite a few friends in this situation at the moment who are just like, what What? Ooh. What do I do? Um, and it's so hard because we hear all the time about how awful and how horrible dating is. Like people like you giving us all the horror stories. I don't talk about it. This is it. I don't date. It's so much easier. Being single, wonderful, everyone. <laughs> dating. Tell me that again when you're crying into your Pepsi Max and your mint chocolate next week. <laughs> no, I know, I know it can be wonderful. I know it can be mm. wonderful. But it, we, we hear all the time about like it, it yeah. not, yeah, it being not so great um and so you just kind of think like oh you know why rock the boat and it's tricky i get it and then i also think that it's there's no point being if you're not in love with someone but how many people are just stuck in loveless sexless marriages just for the sake of it because they've got kids or because they've got mortgages or whatever sometimes it's not practical and it's not easy for me i can't sit here and just go yeah end it rip the plaster off do it i think if you can i think if you know that there's no love there then I think you know what you need to do. It's just a matter of doing it. And sometimes I almost think it's easier if someone cheats on you or does something horrible because then you've got an excuse, whereas otherwise you're just kind of living in the the mundane, aren't you? It's the hardest yeah. thing in the world. But if you know you're not happy mm-hmm. and the fact that you've written in to us to say, I'm not in love with this person anymore, do I just rip the bandage off? 
I think says everything. A hundred percent. Like, you know what to do. The fact that you've even asked it, you know what to do and you know it has to happen. I don't like, how else do you do it? And it's a horrible thing to do because to tell someone or be told I'm no longer in love with you. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Horrible, yeah. Heartbreaking. However, the alternative is to stay in a relationship or marriage that is not right for you and wasting both of your time yeah. and potentially getting progressively more and more unhappy if there are children involved. As children of divorce, both Laura and I can attest to the fact that don't stay for the kids. Mm. What the... F- nah. I, I pre- that was that was very blase of me to say. I appreciate I'm not in that situation. However, that's what I'm talking about. So I think a conversation in a place, you know, if you live together, you know, at home or if you don't go somewhere that's, you know, mutual space and you can just start the conversation really kindly and not trying to hurt them, but the relationship isn't working. It may be that they feel the same and they've been trying to pluck up the courage to say it as well. Yeah. yeah. Or they may be heartbroken by it. And I think in those circumstances, you've got to let that person have their feelings and have their reaction mm. as long as everyone is safe involved, um, of course. But you just have to rip the bandaid off because if you're thinking it now, I've been in that situation, right? And I was I was uh, sort of in my early 20s and I should have ended the relationship years years before what a waste it's actually one of my biggest regrets that I didn't do that and that's not about the person that's about me mm. like all you're going to do is then just waste the time and think if you're still thinking this in a year's time you could have done it a year ago and both have started a brand new life and that kind of thing so it's really tough it's so tough but it's the right thing to do and don't spend the next year in a relationship that you're not is not quite right. And as I said, they might be feeling the same as well. Yeah, 100%. Oh God, bloody breakups. This is hard work. Isn't it? Yeah. I also love that Like we're no bloody experts either, by the way. This is all just oh, no. <laughs> to caveat. These are no. just our opinions. You can probably, when you probably will, disagree with them. Yeah, this is it. I've had my heart broken and I've broken hearts and that's all we're doing. Just using my experience, people. <laughs> okay, next listener says, I've moved on from my ex, but I can't seem to forget about him. Is this normal? Absolutely. Yes. Bloody, yes, it is. Of course it, it, is. Course it yeah, is. Yeah, 100%. But no one talks about it. No one talks about that. Like you might not be in love with them. You might have, you know, moved on from them. You're not really bothered about them, but you still think about them because you're probably thinking of the good times and... And they're a part of your life. Yeah. And that kind of thing. And even if it's been years and years, like (laughs) the journey, even if it's been years and years, like you can still think about them and it's fine. It's not saying you're in love with them. It was a big part of your life. I know for me, this one particular relationship like coincides with some of the best times I ever had in my life. You know, I was in my early twenties, going out all the time with my friends, like I had a job where I was earning money, but it wasn't a proper job. So I was earning money and just like pissing it out at Topshop every week, living my best life. That relationship coincides with that time. So I always think of like the good times for it, which is not good because it wasn't a good relationship all the time. But so I think it's absolutely fine to have taken your time to go over somebody and still think about them. doesn't yeah. necessarily mean you're in love with them. What I will say, though, is in my therapies, <laughs> plural, although it was never about that, I did once bring up the, you know, the awful like breakup and heartbreak that I went through thinking like it was years afterwards and thinking I was over it. And she sort of brought something up and I just burst into tears and she was like, you're not over it yet. And then sometimes there's like residual pain left mm. over. And sometimes it's not about the person. It's about, you know, the rejection or what, what that did to your confidence. But sometimes it is a little bit about them. So I think being honest about if you have moved on is good and start to unravel those feelings because they stay, if you don't feel them, they stay with you. Yeah. Like, do you know I mean, I gave myself when that happened, I gave myself two weeks. I remember really, I literally was like, right, you've got two weeks to fall apart and that's it. Then you've got to move on. Cause I did that. It then took me a very, very long time 
So it's fine that you still think about them and it's fine if you haven't moved on as well. No, definitely. Yeah, that does make sense. All right. I've got another question specifically for you, Lauren. Alison wants to know, do you feel like you want a boyfriend more in the winter? (laughs) I was not expecting that. Okay. I've been single for nine months, she says, and recently decided I want to start dating again. But I think that that's just because I've seen so many pictures of couples at pumpkin patches and bonfires. (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm really happy for you. Just yeah, she's not. (laughs) Really not. Uh, Yes, guys, it's an actual thing. It's called cuffing season. Oh, and if anyone remembers the SNL skit last year that should have been made into a single, and it was like it's cuffing season, and all the girls be leaving to get a big boy. We want a big boy. So good. Yes, it's an actual thing. People want relationships in the winter because coziness, Christmas, loveliness, fabulous fireworks great it's a thing yes 100 (laughs) percent i have thought about starting dating again purely because it is christmas and there's lots of lovely date things to do and every single bloody person i know is in a relationship now and it's hard and additional to that christmas is such a family time my sister is in New York. Christmas isn't going to be a big family thing for me. I don't have my own separate family that I've created, right? So I dread it. So I understand. Aww. And I do. <laughs> it's almost worth signing up to Hinge again. Almost. almost. But I would just prefer it if a listener hooked me up with their hot brother, to be honest. <laughs> it's on you guys. Come on, make it happen. Yes, come on. <laughs> Let's get Lauren hooked up. Oh, no, I, I think the honesty is... is like you know you're always so honest and and generous with with you know your vulnerability and i think there'll be so many people thinking of feeling the same thing so yeah i think that's that's great that you you've shared that it sucks but like you know like you know you sort of cozying up on an evening with matt on the sofa and that kind of thing like that's the thing i miss the most like when i was single was like it wasn't it wasn't sex it wasn't like dates or, or anything it was cuddles on the sofa yeah yeah I know, and I just like <laughs> I don't. I have I have realised I'm not spending a huge amount of time on my uh, on my lovely pink sofa at the minute because I work quite a lot now. But when I do, I'm like, there should be someone here. And especially in winter, I've got my little fake fire on. I've got my candles going. Admittedly, I'm watching history documentaries. They can't control the channel. Like you can just sit there and look pretty. <laughs> but it would be really nice to have someone there. However, I will still not do it. I will still not date at the detriment of my mental well-being absolutely yeah so essentially what my life at the minute is i've worked my nine to five job which is not nine to five and it's very very full-on i've also got this wonderful podcast i create content online on top of that i'm also you know i've got family and friends to keep up with i've got bills i've got my house all this kind of stuff i literally had to write a priority list the other day to be like you've got to start prioritizing the things in your life dating didn't even make the list of 20 things so i'm not going to start dating at the detriment of me not responding to my friends or me not working hard or me not doing this podcast or something like that and dating is really hard so i think it might be something i wait for in the new year maybe not don't know i just hope like you meet someone like the old-fashioned way like i would love that for you like to not have yeah. to do the dating as i'm sure everyone wants that but um... no it's the dream i always always said though I'm not, i don't see me meeting my dude online yeah like even where i work now there is bloody hundreds of people at my work and there's some absolute babes walking around my word but i go Laura, I can't go up to them. I get really nervous. Oh, come on. When are you nervous and shy ever? Do I, what do I do? Do I just go up and be like, hi, my name's Lauren and I like history? No, you do the bend and snap. Have you seen Legally Blonde? But I also have to be very... 
very professional. <laughs> I was joking. So I, can't, I can't really bend and start. I did that once in front of Prince Harry, guys. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, we all know. Uh, you told us. Uh, this is actually our last question and uh, one of our lovely listeners has said now that I'm over my breakup where do I find the confidence to date again and do you have any good ideas for first dates oh yes oh that's so hard isn't it like I think getting back on the horse like that is such a bad expression um <laughs> it's really hard like a lot of people do like the whole rebound thing don't they well like, immediately get on the dating apps and all of that yeah, no, um, I, don't do it. I think you know when you're ready like i think once enough time has passed definitely would recommend all like we always say some counseling therapy or whatever um having the confidence I, I feel like you'll probably never think you're ready is that fair yeah, I just think one of these things, do it and your confidence will catch up with you. Yes, yeah. Because I, like, I'll, I'll admit, like, when I was growing up, I never had any tension from, like, boys. There was, like, one dude that was an absolute arsehole. And it really wasn't until I started online dating. And at the time that I was online dating, it was considered really weird. And so I didn't really know what to expect. And, yeah, I met quite a few weirdos and people that were into BBWs and, and stuff like that. That's big, beautiful women, by the way, guys. Yeah, and it was, like, fetish stuff. It wasn't, like, yeah. just, you know, preference stuff. But I was so pleasantly surprised by like how many guys did find me attractive, wanted to go on dates, didn't just want sex, were lovely. Like I had brilliant dates uh, from online dating and met some really nice people that weren't, you know, just weren't quite right for me. And it that, like Laura said, that really boosted my confidence to then make me think, oh, I do deserve love. I do deserve like a good person, the right person. Cause I think when I first started online dating, my standards were lower and I think I was kind of ready to accept like red flags and people that weren't right for me. And then, yeah, I just got, I got so much confidence. Like there are people that like you and I, and, and will fancy you and will want to be with you and, and, you know, treat you with the love and respect and dignity you deserve. You just gotta get, just gotta do it. You just gotta get on with it and and do it and and try and have fun. I know that's really hard for me to say. And I, like I said, I don't really like giving advice on dating when I haven't done it for so long. But I don't know. Is that fair, Lauren? Would you agree? Oh my god, a hundred percent. I think you just gotta go for it. And I think as you were talking and as I'm about to talk, Laura, I'm talking myself into doing it myself because I don't know why I'm 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 not. And I think this person who's you know sent this in, we're probably in the same situation. I, you know, admittedly mine's not because of a breakup, but like I haven't got the confidence to go back out there, but I don't know why, because actually my experience with dating on the whole, has been mm. pretty good. I was literally in relationships up till I was like 27, 28. So my first experience of dating was when I was in my late twenties and I was bigger and I haven't really come across anybody who had a problem with it, made me feel gross about myself. There's a couple of dudes I've dated who are just a bit, Ugh, what the fuck? But other than that, they've all been pretty good dudes. And you know, no reason for me to believe that everyone's horrible dating is going to be gross and so yes there is a lot of bad stories out there about dating but there's also lots of good ones I don't think we necessarily hear the good dating stories that much because it because the bad can be pretty bad my advice is just go for it I don't think you'll ever wake up and be like today's the day Mm. or maybe you will but I reckon just download one of the apps would be my advice. Yeah. Uh, my advice would actually be Hinge out of all of them. But depending on where you live, it might be Bumble. It's never Tinder. It's just <laughs> never Tinder. And start swiping, start chatting. Don't swipe hundreds because you won't be able to keep up the conversations. Just like start chatting to people. Go on a first date. Yeah, start see slow. how you. Yeah, see how you. Yeah, start slow and have fun. The whole point of it is having fun. Don't you don't necessarily have to go in there with an idea of right. I just want to find a fuck buddy, or I just want to have fun, or I just I'm wanting to find my next boyfriend. Just go and meet people. Go and have experiences that you wouldn't have normally as a single person. And yeah, just have fun. My advice for your first date is a coffee or a walk. No more. 
don't go for I've literally the amount of first dates mate I've been on where I've gone for a three course dinner and I'm like this fucking dickhead (laughs) this man you know in two minutes you know in two minutes if you're gonna like this person don't subject yourself to a three course dinner go for yeah a walk or a coffee and then your and I see that as like a 0.5 date and then your first date is if there's a date after that Oh, that's a nice way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good advice. And always meet somewhere like safe as well. Let people know where you are going, even if you need to have some my new thing. I've got a separate WhatsApp group with two of my friends, Emma and Stacey. And if I go on dates, they know where I'm going and they've both got my location because I have been in a situation before where I had to like flee the car park because this guy was weird, right? So let people know where you're going. Be safe, have fun. Remember your worth because it's so easy to step back into bad habits when you start dating. I've noticed that myself. I did that last year of just like pandering to to it and and like you said perhaps accepting red flags um when you shouldn't be yeah i think that's a really good note to end on is just to say know your worth don't settle you're a fucking bad bitch you're a catch honestly like good luck if you're dating Uh, and if you're going for a breakup then we love you you will be all right this is only temporary we promise yeah, I promise, I promise. Breakups are honestly one of the worst things in the world to go through if you have had your heart broken. Oh, mate, I feel you. I want to give you a big hug. Feel free to slide in my DMs and we can talk about how shit they are. Um, but you will feel better. I promise, I promise, I promise. And just thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I've really enjoyed it. I thought it was so good. And we will be back with a new episode next week. But if you want more of us in the meantime, make sure you follow our Instagram at Go Love Yourself Pod and join our Facebook group, Go Love Yourself Community. Or if you'd like to get in touch with us you can email go love at crowdnetwork.co.uk and as we mentioned at the start of the episode we're going to be talking a bit more over on our subscriber episode about some recent feelings that have cropped up so if you'd like to listen to that you can subscribe on apple Podcasts or patreon which will be linked in the episode description below or you can listen ad free on amazon music thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week bye Crowd Network, a place where you belong.